Yep. You're tuned in to the World Physique Championship Podcast with your host, Terry Goodwin. <laughs> I love that intro. This is the WPC Podcast with Terry Goodlad. I am your host. I've got Darren Owen on the line. Darren is the CEO of the WPC. This is our first podcast, Darren. What we got to find out. We got to find. I'm so excited about this. Uh, I, I've been in the fitness industry for well over 20 years, and uh, when I first found out what you were doing, I was so cranked. Uh, you just got so many cool things. The way you're doing it, I think that I think that's the most important thing. It's just the way that you're doing things is just very different than anything else that's out there. And uh, and then of course talking to you and now getting involved. Uh, I just see the vision and it's incredible. You're really going, I mean, your, your, your intention obviously is to just change the face of physique sports globally. Is that right? hundred percent. Exactly right. Now, now, when did you come up with this vision? You're launching now where our first show is going to be June uh, 15th in Miami, but you've been working on this for a while. Tell, tell us about the process. How did this come about? Why did you decide to do this? Uh, like the, the thought process probably started, 12 years ago. My wife was a competitor. First show she went to, hey, honey, I'm going to compete in this physique competition. I'm like, I don't really know what that is, but <laughs> obviously I'll support you. And, uh, you know, show up at the event, pay for registration, pay for your membership, pay for your tent, pay for your hair, pay, 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 pay. And I was like, man, and then I got to go buy a ticket to a morning show, and then I got to go buy a ticket to a night show. And then uh, she ends up winning it overall. And I'm like, okay, great. At least, you know, at least we're going to get that money back. Not the case. We got, you know, probably $2 metal hanging around her neck. I'm like, is, it, is this it? And uh, <laughs> it turns out pretty much, yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Every everybody everybody makes money. As a photographer, I made money. As, uh, you know, the, the judges even get paid, of course, and... And uh, the promoters get paid, the supplement companies make money, everybody makes money, but the athletes, and the athletes essentially, the athletes, athletes and fans pay for it all. Yeah, that's, what, and, and really the athletes are the entertainment. Without the athletes, there is no show, right? That was the whole thing I got was, in what world does the entertainment pay to be the entertainment? And then everyone else is profiting off of that. Exactly. So, now, you know, that just didn't sit well with me from the, you know, very get go. And I was like, there's a way easier, better way that this can and should be done. So right. That was, but that was a long, long time ago. And then recently after kind of really getting involved, my, you know, um, and we shot a, a very successful career in the, in the competition world. Um, however, it wasn't, it's not what anyone hopes it is or really wishes it, it should be or could be. Um, so we kind of decided to, she went kind of behind the scenes and started doing tan hair makeup for all the shows. So we got, you know, we really got involved with the process of these events, meeting thousands of competitors. Um, I had the fortunate task of being able to talk to each and every one of these competitors that was coming in for their tan hair makeup on their show day. So I got a real insight into what they really liked about competing, what they didn't like about competing, what they hoped it was, what they just their whole mindset of, you know, before, during and after an event. And I feel like I really got an insight to thousands and thousands of competitors of what they really want this sport to be. So we just created what they want in a way that also works for 
a mainstream audience because I think that's the biggest thing is it's it, it's very popular. However, in the format that it's in, it doesn't transform over to like you can't make a, t- a seven-hour TV show of how these events run. Right. You have to do it. You have to modernize it. You have to revolutionize it. You have to do a lot of different things to really make this a mainstream product. And that's the biggest thing that we're working our butts off is you know past relationships with with numerous TV executives figuring out you know how do we make this? How do we format this to work for you know still work for the the sport itself, but also how can we do this to transform into uh, to a mainstream audience? And that's the thing, like uh, just to give everybody some background, you do have those relationships because I mean, you were, you're, you're a huge MMA uh, mixed martial arts promoter, uh, promoted fights globally. You've been in that business for years, tremendously successful. Uh, and now you're coming over to this fitness world, but uh, in the MMA world, uh, you've got those relationships with top TV executives. And, and I know we've talked about this. We, we won't make any announcements quite yet, but you've got, You've got televised shows plans, plan or plans for televised shows later on this year, televised uh, contests, uh, which is something again that you just don't see in 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 physique sports as a general rule. You know, you see pay per view on a couple of the biggest ones, but just simple televised uh, shows. And I mean, you see everything else on television. Every other sport in the world seems to be on television, but physique sports you just don't see it much on TV. Is what and what how co- crazy is that? Like, look at the look at what it is. Like, you've got the most beautiful people on planet Earth <laughs> with the most incredible physique. That you know, anyone walks down the street, they're they're all turning heads. You walk in anywhere, like it's it's such an attention, um, you know, grabbing sport that it blows my mind that it, it hasn't crossed over to to the mainstream yet. Um, but you know, when you really dissect it and look at it and say, well, why hasn't this? It's not that hard to figure out why it hasn't. No, and I mean we've we've been you know we've seen physique contests you know it's been around for well over half a century. Uh, it just seems that everybody that sort of pops up follows that same that same old sort of format, right? Where everything is a, an organizational body, uh, you know that that sort of just sort of runs this thing, but the the marketing end comes up a little short. Uh, I know your approach. We've talked about that extensively as well. But in mixed martial arts, essentially, when you're a promoter, you're also a marketer. You're really you're really selling the not just the event, but the athletes and everything like that. Is that right? That's the the, the biggest part of it. Is you're selling you're selling superstars. You're selling uh, stories. You're you know you're you're selling these people that other people want to learn about and see and follow. Um, but the same thing, you have to give them the right platform to be able to, uh, you know, sh- show them to, uh, to the world and really promote them uh, to everybody. So, it's, it, you know, you got to, you have kind of have to have everything from beginning to end already lined up. You can't just, Oh, well, we'll start here and we'll do this and see if this works. It's, you have to have the whole game plan and, it's a, it's a really nice synergistic relationship that, you know, we're looking to have with competitors where, you know, we need to, to bring them uh, up to, um, you know, a popular level. Everyone knows about them. And uh, that's how we raise our brand awareness is uh, through our competitors. So yeah. talking about our superstars, superstars. Not, not just the superstars, but just the athletes in general. I mean, by the time you get an athlete that, ent- you know, to enter a show, you're already separated yourself from, from, 
the average person in the gym, when you get to the point where they're actually competing in a show, everybody's a superstar. You know, everybody's done something really exceptional that oftentimes is, in my experience, I found is worth talking about. There's always a story there, an inspirational story. And, and if the world could use more of anything, it's lots of good news. And there's so much good news. There's so much good news to talk about in these kind of shows. So I think taking that approach, and that's what got me excited. One of the things, just one of the things that got me excited is your desire and commitment uh, to telling those stories, making sure that the athletes are the product and that the world knows about these athletes. What else, Darren, let's talk about some of the other things that you're doing that makes the WPC different than what's out there now. Uh, just really modernizing how these events are run, the structure of why we're doing anything, like just breaking it down from the very simplest things of, you know, how should these events be run? What makes sense? Why, you know, why should we do it one way or, or opposed to another way? Um, and just figuring out how to give these competitors the, the best experience that they can possibly have catering like every professional sport, uh, professional athlete out there. The, the events are kind of worked within what works for them. Like you don't see an NBA player and an NFL player, or UFC fighter fighting at 9 a.m and getting ready at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., it, that's, it's ridiculous. Right. I and don't know how or why these athletes are asked to do that. And we do uh, see that. We, we see that in, that in a lot of the bigger shows. We see that. We see athletes uh, trying to get their hair and makeup done uh, for prejudging in the morning. Uh, and, and when there are a lot of athletes and, and uh, <laughs> there's only a limited number of spots, there are athletes that are getting up very, very early or either either late at night or early in the morning, however you want to look at it, to get their hair and makeup done. Uh, let's talk then about, in, in comparison, um, in physique sports, the standard fare is, is that there is a, a prejudging. So it's like a contest before the contest when really – all of the judging for all intents and purposes is done in the pre-judging. And then there's the night show that is really when you cut all the fat away, it's just an, it's just a glorified um, uh, award ceremony. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And it's, I, I don't think it's necessary. I know kind of why they're doing it. You usually have a, a promoter who's trying to make as much money as they can. So they would rather sell tickets to two events and just one event. Um, I understand the economics behind it. It makes sense. I think there's a better way to do it. And I think we found a better way to do it. That kind of works for the competitors as well as the fans. And so how do you, how will the WPC do their shows? When do the show, when does the show start? When does it end? How does it work? Uh, well, I'll quickly, I'll just go over the, the categories just so that the answer makes sense. Yes. Uh, so we, in total, we have eight competitive categories, four competitive men categories. So when I say competitive, it's you're competing against other athletes and you're competing for prize money. Um, I'll touch on that quickly too now. So $250 is your registration fee. Out of that $250, the majority of that money goes directly to your category's prize payout. So it's like a poker tournament. If you enter a poker tournament and you're only playing 10 guys, well, maybe you're winning 1500 bucks if you win. If you're competing against 100 guys, well, now you're walking away with $15,000. Mm -hmm. um, so we've kind of structured our thing the same way. It's, it's fair, it's mathematical. There's no, um, you know, there's no, oh, here's a random set amount. Um, so the nice thing is, is you're competing against 
other people in your category, and that's the money you're competing for. Um, so yeah, we've got our four competitive men's categories, four competitive women's categories, $250 entrance fee. Um, for men, we've got our model category, physique, classic physique, and bodybuilding. Um, the model thing is a, is a pretty new revolutionary thing we're, we're getting into. Obviously, we'll maybe circle back and cover that a little bit later, but um, those four categories, uh, and the men, we're going to run a show between 5 and 7 p.m. Um, and then our women's show will be from 7.30 till 10 p.m. So two separate shows. There's a men's show, there's a women's show. So if you just want to see some men in <laughs> muscles, check out the men's show. If you want to see some women, uh, a lot of pictures of reality. A lot of people are buying tickets to see their person, who they're supporting. Right. They don't necessarily want to watch a six, seven, eight hour long show. Right. Uh, so that was the other side of it too, just cut down the uh, the length of these shows where someone can actually come who enjoys the sport and really get get an event that's catered to their experience as well. Okay. So and then for our women's categories, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying for our, for our women's categories, our full competitive women's categories: model, fitness model, bikini, and figure. Uh, we also do have our transformation category, which I think we're doing something pretty cool with that. Uh, we're literally allowing anyone who's gone through transformation that wants to come on stage, show everyone all their hard work, what they've done. Um, and we're only charging $1. So we're really looking to, uh, to give our platform to these people who have gone through an incredible transformation that either, you know, maybe they're interested in competing, but they just, you know, want to get them cheap. That's the free experience. Uh, definitely come and do that. Or if you just want to show your friends and family, you know, you've been, you've been working hard, you've undergone a, an awesome transformation, go ahead, come uh, and show uh, your friends and family what you've done. And I think at the surface, you know, we think this is a contest. We expect everybody to be competing, that there be a first, second, third, and everything. But having seen so many contests over the years, uh, over the decades, and, and when it comes to the transformation division, I, I kind of have to agree with you. I, it, it, there, there's something really amazing when you, again, going back to athlete stories, you hear their story, you understand what they went through. It's not just the physical challenge, you know, it's, it, it's a much deeper thing. It's not the same as an athlete that is a physique athlete getting ready for a contest. There's that plus all the changes that take place psychologically, changes with friends and relationships and family and all, all this other stuff that comes into play. And, and then when we take that, it almost minimizes when, when we try to place that in a first, second, third or fourth, there are so many other factors involved in a transformation. Um, you know, first place doesn't really equate to the greatest challenge. You know, uh, and and without seeing the before and after and and knowing the whole story, I think, and so in, in my opinion, I always felt that placing transformation challenge athletes in a, in first, second, third, like ranking them uh, on stage, really minimized the process. I think everyone up there is, uh, you know, I'm not one for participation medals. You know, just getting, you know, everybody gets yeah. a medal, but. The reality is, is if if you've gone through a transformation like that, everybody is a winner. You know, the goal isn't first place usually. You're not competing against someone else. No, yeah, that's a that's a hey. I, I was at this place in my life, and I did something positive to improve that. And whether that's losing ten pounds or putting on ten pounds of muscle, or just feeling better about yourself and more confident, amazing. Like right, you know, you want to compete. 
we got a place where you can compete. And that's the thing. And that's, yeah. that's the thing is that you can get up on stage, celebrate with your family and it doesn't get minimized by placing somebody ahead of you or behind you. It's just, you get to just, everybody just gets to, to, to soak this in, you know, and, and understand the significance of it without minimizing by placing everybody. The other part of it is, is that, yeah, you're there now you've done this. Would you like to compete next time? You can enter one of these other categories. You know, you've been on stage, you know what it's like. Do you want to do it? And you have that opportunity or, or not if you don't want to. Right. But I, I think it's a brilliant approach to, to doing that transformation thing. I'm surprised that, uh, that's news to me that you, there's no entry fee for, well, there's a dollar entry fee for that. What, what prompted that? Why charge? We don't need to charge people for that. So why? Like I, you know, I want, I want to create an amazing community, you know, where we have a family atmosphere where people are supporting each other and it's it's something that you know you're proud to be a part of. You're proud to say, you know, I step on the WPC stage, and you know, they, if we can give them a great experience, I'm sure they'll tell other people how they enjoyed it, and that's all that really matters. You know, that's all that really matters to us. I think that's I think that again, that's one of the cool things. Another one of the cool things I love about the WPC. It's just not all a money grab. It's about it's truly about the athletes for you, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's a share. Like in every professional sport, you're, there's a revenue share with the athletes. It's, it's usually about 50-50. And if you look at any professional sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, it's, it's close to 50-50. And that's what we're looking to create too. Like I want to make, I want to sign huge TV deals where I can, where we can start paying competitors hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's the long term. Like that's the vision I have for this thing is I'm, I'm not playing this to try to get, you know, oh, it's give me $250 entrance fee. I'm not like, that's not what we're about here. We're about making something huge. I'm trying to create another professional sport here that you see on ESPN, you see on NBC, you know, you see on these big global networks around the world. And that's where the, um, you know, that's when these leagues can flourish is when there are big TV deals backing them, corporate sponsorships are there, and we can share all that extra revenue with the competitors and, you know, have bigger prize money and have, you know, wouldn't it be great if we're flying, like in my last, in my, in my last one of work, I would fly competitors, yeah, you know, competitors from around the world to come compete, and we paid them thousands of dollars, whether they win or lost, or it didn't matter. Wow, that's just the world that we were playing at, and I don't see how this should or could be any different. We have to build it, and we have to get there, but it's all there. The, the blueprint is there. Like you just have to look to who's already done it, and you know, the UFC's done a great job. I, I think our business model is very in line with how the UFC does events, how they promote events, how they you know market their athletes. Um, and just how, how it kind of works overall in general. It's, it's a very similar business model, which has been great for me. It's, just, it's, a, it's been an easy transition from, okay, well, I'm not putting on a big fight somewhere, but I am putting on a big event somewhere. Right. Um, the business model is, is definitely different, but a lot of it is very similar. Right. So just taking kind of the things that work in, in that industry and in that world and then trying to kind of meld it with uh, what works the best in, in the current well, I think you made a, I think you make a great point there, the business model, and this is, you know, off the stage and in, in, in the, in the office, uh, the business model is, uh, in physique sports right now is it's old. <laughs> it's, it's decades old and, and, uh, and modern athletes make money. And oddly enough in physique sports, we don't, you know, I look back at the very beginning of the UFC, UFC one, UFC two, those first five, 
uh, you know, it was a very small niche thing. Look at it now. You know, it was the fastest growing sport in the world for a while. And, and there's yeah, no reason why. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. No, I was just, um, I was just saying that the UFC had to come in and, and really transform it to a modern sports league like it is now. And look how, how much it's flourished. Yeah. And I look at this as a very, very similar thing. Like you have a great product. It's already there but it's not being marketed and packaged and delivered in the correct way. Right. So my thought process was, okay, let's market this, package it, and deliver it in a way that works for modern professional sports. Right. And, and, and that's, that way, that's it in a nutshell right there, isn't it? I mean, and, and I mean, where we're starting, where UFC started, that was back in the days when, you know, that fighting was illegal in most places, you know, uh, and where we're starting with is we're starting with something where there's global interest in this already. So, so I think, look, you know, projecting forward five years, 10 years, you know, to imagine this as being something as big as what you said all over television and, and you know, with global uh, participation and, and, uh, and, and fans all over the world, I, I don't think that's a stretch. I think we're, I think you're right. It's just you got to repackage it in a way that is okay. happening. Right. <laughs> our, our, our third event is going to be televised nationally in the U.S. over 4 million homes. Wow. This hasn't been a thing in, in over five years. This right. is our third event we're going to get. We're going to use our first two events to really perfect the, mo the model and really kind of, you know, polish everything up and figure everything out. And then our third event, we're going live on, or sorry, we're going, uh, we're going nationwide TV. That's incredible. And then the next, the next step will be live TV. Wow. Okay, so back to the show. I, I uh, you know, in order to get something that is going to have that kind of, uh, acceptance globally. We're talking about marketability, the athletes, the marketability of the athletes. You maintain that. Of course, we've seen it run off the rails in some organizations where the race becomes who can be harder, who can be bigger, who can have more muscle, which uh, of course brings with it a whole bunch of problems, lots of times health problems for the athletes, uh, you know, all kinds of other issues. I won't go into that, but what what is the WPC going to do to maintain that marketability over time, over the next five years? I, I would assume, Darren, it's got to come from judging criteria. Whatever the judges reward, 100%. that's what the, is going to happen the next show, right? Yeah, exactly. So the criteria has to stay consistent. You can't say, oh, well, you're in the bikini category, even though you should be in physique because you were overly muscular for bikini category. And if you're in that wrong category for your body type or for your, you know, for the physique that you are bringing to the stage, you won't place well in that category because you don't fit the judging criteria. It's pretty simple. Right. Um, you know, we're putting, we have criteria that's, you know, geared for marketing and pushing these people to the mainstream audience. Also with like our categories to add a model category where this isn't a thing where, you know, pageants are obviously falling off and not really popular anymore but you have a lot of models or people that are aspiring models that want to uh you know do something to try to pursue or you know increase their marketability or their exposure so we're giving them a platform where now any model can come and compete um and we have a completely separate category uh, criteria for for our models than we do for our fitness models and then completely different to our bikini competitors and then our fitness competitors so it's the criteria that's in place is in place for a reason and that to really show these athletes 
here's what you should ideally be looking like to transform into um, you know a marketability a marketable look and product. Um, you know, there's different different uh, companies looking for different models that look a certain way that fit their brand the best and we've kind of designed our categories for, you know, to help with, I think a lot of people can't, their genetics, they can't fit that bikini category. They're, they just can't get to that level of muscularity or whatever else, just because genetically they're not made that way. Right. So we've added the fitness model category, so that's a lot more obtainable, and then obviously the model can be ready to be to anyone who, um, who's interested in pursuing uh, a modeling uh, career. And then, uh, figure for the girls who are, you know, who, who do put that, uh, you know, that, that muscle mass on them. And, um, you know, on our men's side, the same thing, you know, we, we kind of have a, a, a category to fit every body type. Yeah. Now, like all sports, uh, genetics play a huge role in this. Uh, and so some athletes are going to, like you say, just to recap, some athletes are just not going to be genetically suited for a particular division. And that's why there's four divisions. Uh, the other thing is, is, uh, in, uh, in, in, this is where the marketing end comes in, uh, just because an athlete wins a show or places very, very high in a show doesn't necessarily mean that everybody that doesn't place in first place is insignificant in the organization. If you're marketable, I mean, there's, there's many things it's a plan. My understanding is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, the shows are a platform, but it's only one aspect of what you do to put the athletes out in front of the public. And there are a number of things, and that will come, you know, we'll talk about those at a later date, but a number of things that you've got slated so that virtually every athlete has an opportunity to get themselves out there to become better, to become a better model, a better speaker, a better, better at everything so that they are more marketable and create more opportunities for themselves or we can create for them. Uh, so, so winning is, is important for the shows, but not winning doesn't exclude you from the benefits of benefits of being a WPC athlete. Would you agree? Well, if, if millions, millions of people are seeing you and whether you're finishing second or third or, or whoever, what well, doesn't matter if you're, if someone sees you that says, Oh my God, they're perfect for our marketing campaign or, Oh, this is, you know, this would be a great model for this thing that we're doing or that thing that we're doing. Let's, we're, we're putting these athletes in front of millions of people where instead of just putting them in front of hundreds of people that are just watching them in the arena. Right. Darren, I think you're doing a wonderful thing. Um, I, real quickly, uh, we just got a couple minutes left. I want to talk about the whole check-in process. Uh, when you told me about this, it was like, wow, okay, that's, that's revolutionary. Typically you go to a show, like I say, there's the prejudging in the morning, the final show at night, you're eliminating the prejudging. Everything happens at the show at night. Uh, you've got that whole morning free. Uh, is there, you know, the, get a good sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Be at your best when you get on the, on the stage, right? Uh, the check-in process, all of that registering check-in hair and makeup, you streamlined all that as well, haven't you? Yeah, everything. So we've got a, an amazing uh, new revolutionary uh, event application where any competitor, they go in, they register for an event, and right when they register for whatever category they're in, the list populates for what times they can select their stand hair makeup so there's no conflict. They can select, they can do everything themselves and they have their own. It shows their check-in time. So, oh, I don't have to get there till, you know, and everything's based on what time is, their stage call time. 
So we just kind of work everything backwards so that there's not just unnecessary. Oh, I waited around for five hours, you know, for no reason. So use technology to your advantage, and that's exactly what we've done. So we've just streamlined the process. We've made it simple. We've made everything in one place. There's no, well, now i got to email this person to book my TAM, and then, oh, well, who's, how, where's this taking place? Like we, we're just doing everything that really cater to these competitors' experience and just give them the best time that, that we can, you know, give them and give right. them rewards that they actually want. And, um, yeah, just, just do better. Do what, <laughs> do what should be done. Yeah. That makes sense. Darren, thank you very much for your time. I know you're busy. Uh, we're going to be doing these podcasts on a regular basis. Check out the website, wpc.world, wpc.world, and you can get all of the information you have there. If anybody has any questions, Darren, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, send us an email, info at wpc.world. Um, hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook, all the social media. And I'll put all those links below. Thank you for, very much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Darren, for your time. If you have any questions, again, info at wpc.world. Uh, if there's anything else you want to know, anything we can talk about, uh, anything like that, let us know. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of the WPC Podcast with Terry Goodlad. Okay.